0: With me on the show today, Debbie G and Neo Positivity. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And I'm especially happy that it's Friday, TGIF, and I say that because, yeah, yeah, do the dance. I, I say that because I have been working since my summit last week for... For like six straight days, I was working trying to get the first video replay done. That's just like the first session, not counting the other 16 that had to be done. And I finally got that done yesterday. And then today, now that I knew the pattern, I got the second one done. So I think we're back on a pattern here. But I mean, it's it's been like really a long time trying to get this stuff out. So I just wanted to let people know who did attend this, the summit and were waiting for the replay. It's coming. It's going to come a little bit faster now that I've got the uh, the pattern worked out with the help of Anne-Marie Young, who's been great on this, Um, but uh, my my apologies for not getting out there sooner, but it's coming very soon, so there is the announcement for the day. Um,
1: How are you guys doing?
2: Life is good.
1: Hunky Dory, man.
0: Life is good. (laughs) (laughs) It's good and it gets
2: better. I've, 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 I've somehow, you know how you reach those pinnacles in your life where you say, I'm I, you know, I'm really going to dedicate myself to the law of attraction more. And then you kind of like fall off. Well, I'm at that point where I'm like, I'm, I put together a couple of mental exercises from the past and they're all stars. This is the dream <laughs> team. This is the Olympic dream team right here. And since I've got this dream team, I'm vowed to use the heck out of it, you know, as often nice. as possible. So when you're on a journey like that, everything just feels a little different. <laughs>
1: completely.
0: It's true. Well, this is a collection of journeys that we're on, really. That's the way mm-hmm. I look at it anyway. I mean, well, partly it's because I do a podcast and I have different guests on, different co-hosts and so forth. So, I mean, the journey actually shifts from day to day as I get a new piece of information or new thought process, new way of looking at things. I mean, yesterday we had uh, um, somebody on the show who had some really interesting approaches to making better connections with spirit, um, being, being able to have conversations. And, and she told a great story about how um she was a very analytical kind of person she was a math major and I think it was a chemistry minor in college and all this kind of stuff and then one day she had a visitation from her grandmother and it was a kind of an impish visitation like you can see me now can't avoid this one anymore (laughs) and it led to her just discovering how to connect to and communicate to source So that left brain approach that she had gave her an entirely different viewpoint from what I've heard from anybody else who talks about that kind of thing. So to me, that's part of the journey, the the multiple journeys that we're on. It's just like different ways of of connecting to this overall topic that we're talking about. But it's also finding the jazz in all the different ways, all the different paths, all the different journeys.
1: Love that. Finding the jazz. Well, you know, I, I, perspective. Okay. This is, I I love doing this because of perspective. I love hearing somebody else's perspective on something and asking myself, how does that feel? And and then expanding into it and, and seeing what it looks like. I just posted this really cool thing. Life is, life is not a problem to be solved, but a reality to be experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, let me give uh, – it was Soren uh, Kierkegaard. I don't think I said it right, but I posted it. Soren Kierkegaard? Today. Yeah, sure.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I in philosophy, so I know all the names, you know. <laughs> and if I don't know them, I just run through the uh, Monty Python Philosopher's Song, that just reminds me. You know? So what, I was
1: just – but, you know, the experience, the, the experience, the perspectives – change. Let's talk about change today. Because sure. I'm a t- you know, change is a thing for some people. They they have a really tough time with it. And I'm under the belief system that change is why we're here. That we're ever evolving and ever changing. Every 7 days we get new cells in our body. Every 7 days. Every day we are re We're recreating our cellular structure. It's on point. It's recreating. We don't even have to be part of that. It's recreating. You know, the idea that we're the idea that we fight change is hilarious because that's why we're here.
2: Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And we do fight change, don't we?
1: Totally. I've done it. Oh, my God. I have to do that thing.
2: It's two sides (laughs) of every coin. You know, and 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 that's what I—that's one of the things about life. It's like fear. Change is one of the most feared things in life because we, you know, everybody just gets comfortable by nature. But then, change is the only thing that's constant. Mm -hmm. It's one of those things in life where it's just total—you know, flip flop. Like controlling your thoughts is the hardest thing a person can try to do, yet it yields the greatest reward, which is the ability to create your future. So it's like you got—you got to really study those things. Like that, what a life has in common like that.
0: Joe, uh, by the way, I gotta say hello to Jeffrey and Nasha and Joe, uh, chatting in the chat area. Joe, you don't have to raise your hand. Just put the comment in. It's okay. We'll we'll pick it up in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you need? Joe, would you like to come on? Come on, like, talk about that. He's raising his hand to change. Because we were, we were having this. So Joe, you're on the hot, you're in the hot seat again. So we were having this discussion Joe last lives night. In hot seat. I'm telling you what, for sure. I well, swear, he knows who
0: he married. I mean, it's pretty straightforward, really.
1: I, enough said, enough said. Right? So we are polar opposites and change though, but the, the to be malleable, I want you all to think about it though. Just imagine being malleable. Allowing things to go.
0: (laughs) He says I work for a school district. I can't help it.
1: (laughs) I married a cute, he's adorable. That's cute honey. But you just, that's, that's adorable. I'm glad that you, you're following the, following the structure of raising your hand.
2: (laughs) That's right. I'm you know what i'm gonna say I'm glad that he's here I, uh, too. because it's not he just see, went up yeah. it's not often you see spouses showing that type of support you know uh <laughs> like every episode, so shout out to him for that I gotta, Absolutely.
1: can we just do like okay, yes and a heart and and a thumbs up for you, Joe. I gotta agree. He's extremely supportive. And one of the things that when we were, when we were dating and stuff was, that was a big deal to me is that he was supportive and I love that. But back to change, I want you all to think about it. Being Mm -hmm. malleable. When you, when you're, when you're going with the flow and and you're just allowing life to happen, how exciting is this to go into the unknown and have an adventure?
2: It's, it's scary though. I mean that's not to, not to us three because we've learned how to grab life by the horns. but I think to most people that unknowingness is what's what keeps them in a the state of fear most of the day. And so that's well, perhaps it's the other way it.
0: around. perhaps it's being in the state of fear that immobilizes you when you're faced with a change because what I'm thinking is if, if I'm in a low vibrational state, particularly really low vibrational, any change that doesn't seem like an instant miracle seems terrifying.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
0: Fortunately, mm. I'm not there very often anymore. But still, I mean, it's not that long ago. I remember.
1: But why are we in fear? Why are um, we in fear? Comfort we're taught, zone. Ta- we're taught to fear. We often. It's aren't. A be- yeah. It's a belief system. Shame. Mm-hmm. What if I fail? Shame. What if they don't like me? Shame. Mm-hmm. What if I speak my truth and 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 everybody ostracizes me? Shame. Well, what, what, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I'm going to have to do this thing, and I don't know what's going to happen on the other end. Fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. False evidence is judgment. Whoever just said that, I love you. Fear, false evidence, is simply having an experience come up in your life and you choosing to use that as evidence to back up your story of fear. Do y'all feel that?
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: feel False. you. All that's all it is. It's I a story ta- you're telling yourself.
2: I wanna take it back a little bit further though. Let's go okay. back to, let's go back to when we were babies, before we knew about stories and narratives and anything. When you when you spend your primary time, let's say in your crib and you're used to your area and you don't know anything about life, you gugu Gaga and When you get moved to the playpen, there's this, there's a unknown that automatically brings fear. Like, oh crap, I'm in a new atmosphere. Let me check this out. And and so that kind of makes me think that it's, it's deep rooted in the, the fearing the unknown is deep rooted in that respect. So it's like, that's something else we have to get over. You know, that's another hurdle in life. Life showing us limits and we have to believe in abundance. You know, you can only reach so far. You can only scream so loud at that age. And so life is teaching us that, you know, that um, limits as well. So I don't know. was just what I was thinking when I, when I was dissecting that in my mind.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm also reminded of, of what Abraham Hicks talks
0: about because they talk about the fact that when you come into the world as an infant, as a baby, and then uh, as you're kind of growing up in that, that first few years of life... First of all, you came in with a very strong memory of, of source energy and of what your mission is. And all like, I mean, everything is very clear from a non-spiritual perspective or, from, yeah, I'm sorry, from a spiritual perspective. And you're learning how the physical works. While that's happening, you are very, very dependent, particularly on your mom, both parents, but especially on your mom. Your mom is usually the bigger caregiver, the one who's providing your food and just taking care of all your needs and so forth. And when that happens, You are so dependent on your mom's emotional state that if she's in a bad place, you're in a bad place. And there doesn't even have to be a reason you know about it. All you know is if if she's afraid, you feel afraid. If she's angry, you feel angry. If she's upset, you feel upset because of that really, really strong connection between mom and infant.
2: Yeah, they just literally separated at birth. <laughs> they were vibrating at <laughs> you know what? the same frequencies for months and then he, you know, he or she separates from the mom and they're still their frequencies are still holding on very much so yeah, I can see that 100%. Yeah. Jeffrey, Jeffrey,
1: yes. Yes. He says fear serves a purpose in keeping us safe. Our body is telling us danger. I love that. But look what he says before that is part of our work. And I love this. It's a question is part of our work changing fear into curiosity and wonder. And I love that you asked that because actually what you've done, Jeffrey is you've answered the question and you've answered the question in the question and here's yes. how totally because by, by you actually being curious with that wonderment, you can go into change. When you're curious, you can start seeing, well, why, why is this bothering me? W- what is happening? What is the real fear? Is it true? Is it still true? And I love what Neil brought up because I actually, my, my beautiful adopted uh, daughter, Maddie, just had a baby last night. Oh, congratulations. I just was like right before I got on here, I mean, I just, Dahlia is beautiful, this child is just so sweet.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great You know
1: um, her mom her mom passed away uh, years ago and in, and it's been a, j- a joy to be able to step in and at least provide support for Maddie, but to just watch that. So what Neil, when you were saying the, the baby separated from the mom and she's three weeks early. so completely you are a hundred percent right. The science that goes behind being a child, being in the crib, and let's say that you're in that crib for 15 minutes and you're hungry and nobody's coming. That neuroplasticity in your brain getting, getting built. Okay, mm-hmm. this means I'm being abandoned. This is okay. There's nobody coming for my needs. I don't know what to do. There's some serious stuff that comes in there. And when we're not taught as a young child how to properly process our emotions, and I'm not talking about infant, but, I mean, even at one, two, if we aren't taught how to prop- properly manage that, we just instantly go right in into, oh, my God, fear. But here's what I got to say. I'm 54 years old now. I'm not Happy a baby. Birthday, Thank you. I'm not a baby. And I'm a big girl now. Yeah, we need to stop. I well, I needed to stop. I don't know what you all need to do, but I needed to stop blaming or looking at anything when I was younger as being a fault or real or whatever. Here I am as an adult making decisions based upon my childhood trauma, my perceived childhood trauma. Can I even put that in there? My mm-hmm. perceived childhood trauma and use and and just going through life just reacting to it reacting not knowing any differently and i and, and there might be some of you maybe that still feel that way but if you've been watching this show or anything on LOA today probably not for long <laughs> um we have the capability of breaking the cycle. We have the capability of, of, re, of repatterning our own brain, our own neuroplasticity, and our. We have the ability and the absolute power to take back our power and live exactly how we want to do. I heard something recently, and I'm going to say that people are afraid of the truth. They're afraid to speak their truth. They're so scared to speak their truth because they're so afraid of being rejected that they won't do it. They're so afraid of being abandoned, they won't do it. And here we are as big adults walking around as trauma babies, not speaking our truth, all afraid of this and that, and then wondering why that we're not seeing the results we want because we're holding (laughs) on to something that is no longer serving us, probably didn't even serve us well as a Mm one-year-old. It's true. And so I had to grow up. And- Drop
2: Mike. mic. <laughs> killed grow it. Grow up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah And the
0: simple fact is that when, when we're in that space, we're not living now. We're, we're, we're living then. And, and the, the worst part about that is you really can't, do anything about the then except perhaps rewrite it in your brain into something else, which would be a good idea in many cases, but that's not what we normally do. If we're in that place, we're just living back there the way it was, the way we experienced it. in that, that horrible, fearful, angry, frustrated, whatever it was place. And then we're doing it over and over again. And then we do it again. And then again,
2: you know, you're about what? we still also do that daily. With, <laughs> That's the worst with, part. <laughs> with, every, with every purchase we make, I today they drop these. There's these three games for the Oculus I wanted to get. They dropped the price seventy five percent off, and I was like, mm. "Now they had dropped it seventy five percent off in November, and I slept on it. It went away. Price went back way up. They dropped it again for Christmas, and I was like, mm. <laughs> and then today I was like, dude, if I was a cajillionaire, I would not hesitate to make this little purchase, and so I bought all three of them. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use them. They're they're gonna they're well worth the money, and it's just like when we stop and question that. And it's like, and as you're talking, Walt, I'm like, yo, I'm still doing this shit today. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's
0: terrible. <laughs> but but you know what? The good news is the good news is recognizing it.
2: Yeah. Because when you
0: know. recognize that you can mm-hmm. do something about it. the worst one is when you don't recognize it and it's playing in the background and it keeps playing over and over again and you don't notice it. So you just keep playing it over and over again and you wonder why life is screwing up.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I completely. Here's the great news. We get to make a decision today. We get to make a choice. If you have if you can recognize it and you have awareness of it, you can shift it. I. I- can we can we can we take a dive into Josephine?
0: Yeah, Josie's question is a good one. Bring that one in.
1: I love this. It, 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 <clears throat> yeah, I love this. And and Jeffrey, you you're rocking it. Uh, she said, Debbie, what are your thoughts on sickness and disease being a result of unaddressed emotions? Do you believe there's correlation? I'm gonna say that from my experience only. From it's my personal belief system. Yes. I will say that. When there is energy that is unhealed energy energetically that we feel that it will manifest through our bodies. I've had it happen in my own life many, many times. I have been through severe illness. I have been almost dead. I have had, and and it was all unhealed trauma, and I am completely convinced of this, and you know why I'm convinced of this? I'm going to tell you all why I'm convinced of this, because I've had doctors diagnose me with stuff that they would still diagnose me with, but yet I don't suffer from the effects of today, mm-hmm. so what I'm going to tell you is that there's a documentary on Netflix called Heal, H-E-A-L, Heal the Documentary. Watch that and make your own opinion, but make your own, see what you feel about it. My guess is if you're If you are bringing it up, you're probably in alignment with that. So, yeah, I'm in alignment with that. And I always, if I have something come up, like if I'm not feeling well or if I'm something's manifesting physically, I will honestly go and Google it and see, okay, what could I be energetically? Or I'll feel into my body and I'll ask it, what's going on here? What's going on? And usually for me, it's an un Met, it's it's emotions that are stuffed, you know. Like, like you ever seen stuffed shells that you make? You know, that <laughs> manicotti, and you stuff them. That's like my emotions. I was a I was yeah, but
0: a, they're tastier. Uh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually,
1: actually, I want to I want to challenge the idea that things that we don't like aren't good because they just are. They just are. So even when I, because I just went through being sick, I was on here not feeling well. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a deep look. I just went through this. The whole world's going through this. Why? Because we're being asked to look at, and this is my opinion again, we are being asked to look at our truth and our power and where we're giving it away. We're being asked to look at those things that we've been afraid to accept about ourselves that we call dark we've been afraid to do it we we let fear stop us from from expanding into the absolute divine whole human that we are because we want to label it judge it make it something it's not blah 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 and i do this all the time by the way i don't think there's breaking it i think we get to challenge ourselves i just get bored so i'm bored the house in the house okay you should have heard me last night oh my god i was giving joe a ration of shit like you can't even imagine So, and he can attest to it. I'm telling you, it's not that I'm. Yeah, I am kind of proud of it because I, am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, at least you aren't vibing negatively about it. That's a good thing.
1: Well, here's why I'm proud of it: because I'm still human. Because I love the humanness about me. When you recognize this, can you do what Esther says? Esther Hicks says, and can I pivot? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. I call it's a shift, a shift of perspective. Do you do a pivot? You better believe it. Find yeah. the things that you could appreciate that you wouldn't normally appreciate. You start out when you're a newbie. You start out with like the little things and some people that you actually like. But when you start appreciating people that you literally think they're an ass. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was slid through. <laughs> <laughs> Judge, judgy as that may sound, I've been <laughs> the judge. <laughs> the judge. Well, you know, hey, I got to tell you that my name is Deborah, like the judge in the Bible. So I got to, I got to live up to that, right? We judge. Do you want to tell me at what uh, point? How, how, we how are you doing so
0: far? Point? I'm just curious.
1: Oh, I rock.
0: Well, there you go.
1: See, I you totally up to do. It. I lived, yeah. I lived up to to the point where it it had brought me so much self loathing. Mm because I judged me every external thing I've ever judged was a piece of me I didn't want to accept and when you start looking at people and looking for the beauty in them where is where is the dynamic uniqueness in both Neo and Walt right now and how they show up in the world that reflection starts coming back to you to you but judgment you think we are all tripping because we're judging externally and it's all internally, whether you like it or not. It's just the facts. You can debate it all and you can debate it too. It doesn't even matter that because it is what it is. <laughs> Judgment is what it is. It, isn't it interesting it, it,
0: though? Isn't yeah. it interesting how we, like you say, it's all internal, <laughs> but we treat it like it's all external. We treat <gasps> it like everything is out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally.
0: You know, like, it doesn't matter what the process is. It doesn't matter, you know, whether we're in a good space, bad space. Well, sometimes if we're in a good space, we'll, we'll give ourselves some credit. But even then, very often, we don't. I mean, high vibe, low vibe, medium vibe. It's no, no, it's all because of what was happening out there. And yeah, I, I just can't. wonder what would happen if we were to kind of flip that around and, and give ourselves credit. Either way, whatever it was, no matter whether it was good, bad, indifferent, if we just gave ourselves credit for, hey, that came from us. I just feel like that if we gave ourselves that credit more often, we would be ultimately in a better space.
2: Well, here's the question right here. It's relatively easy to give ourselves that credit more often, set 54 alarms a day like I do. The problem (laughs) is.
1: (laughs) Whatever works. The problem
2: is if you don't set 54 alarms a day and even before in between, like the problem is getting your mind to feel that type of that level of confidence and positivity on its own. That's what I think would be the master, uh the piece, the ingredient to getting everybody to not just wrap your head around it, but for it to be a part of your every 10, 15 minutes, your, your thought foundation, I guess you could say. Yeah, well, you're talking about revisiting
0: where you're at regularly throughout the day and making adjustments as needed,
2: which is like the ultimate in conscious creation. Or skip revisiting, just live in that headspace. Okay. You know, just live in that head. That's, that's what we want to do. We were talking about, uh, pivoting earlier. Uh, I like the word pivot, but it doesn't hit home for me. Um, I guess from police academy, whatever about face, I like that one because like now, because now not only am I shifting my attention, I'm turning my back to whatever the hell that was, mm. you know, and when you turn your back to something to kind of, you know, it means, it means something to me. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about this kind of uh, pivot. Uh, money spending, because we, we we breezed over it uh, five minutes ago, but money spending. Okay, you want to live the lifestyle of a big spender. A big spender, when they're at that register, they swipe. with They don't feel it. They don't care. So how can someone manifest that type of lifestyle? When they can't go to the register and swipe, every time they swipe, it hurts just a little bit. Maybe not a lot, just a little bit. So how do they wrap their head around that good feeling, thus manifesting the future where they can swipe with a good feeling again? It's
0: interesting you mentioned this because I spent a long time over this past week on the first video from the summit, which was Dan Mangana's um, talk. And in that talk, I mean, I... Because of all the different things I was doing to improve the video and, and decide what my format's going to be from episode to episode and so forth, session to session. Um, I, I kept replaying stuff over and over again. So it's that particular session is ingrained deep in my head right now. And part of that that message that he kept hammering on, he really did hammer on it was that he where we're talking about the, the millionaire mindset and what the millionaire mindset is and he is a millionaire, so he's certainly qualified to to share what that mindset's all about. He says, as he goes through his day, what, no matter what he does, he, he sets a certain standard for himself. And that standard is, like he, he said, he, he didn't buy a watch for two years because he refused to buy a watch until he could get a good real watch. Not like a half-assed one, a really good quality watch. And then he refused to by knockoff designer clothes, and he won't watch a pirated movie. And you know, he'll, he does all the things that are true to what the mindset of the millionaire is that don't necessarily involve spending money on them. So it's about attaining a level of integrity, setting a standard of integrity for yourself, and then meeting it to whatever degree you can within your means. Sometimes you don't have the means for doing it, so you just do it in your head. But with everything that you do, you set yourself like, I'm going to be, I may not have the million right now, but I'm going to have the mindset of the millionaire. I'm going to behave the way the millionaire behaves. I'm going to, use to think the way the millionaire thinks. I may not be able to spend the way the millionaire can spend, but even on that, I mean, he Dan went off, he, he went off on this really great thing about how he spends, I think he spent like between 300 and three hundred fifty thousand dollars last year on self improvement. Yeah, on self improvement, three hundred to three hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And the big reason why he did that, it wasn't even he didn't even need half the courses he signed up for. He said there were like there were like forty thousand dollar masterminds that he didn't need the mastermind, but he signed up for them and he paid for them because of the connections he made. Mm -hmm. He met people and paying those fees got him in the room. So again, the millionaire mindset, it wasn't the paying of the money. It wasn't the amount of money. It's can I connect to people I want to connect to now? He's trying to connect to people like Richard Branson, which by the way, he succeeded in doing, he's going to be actually at Richard Branson's Island this coming spring. I mean, it's just freaking amazing, but, we, that may be out of our reach right now, but we can still apply the same principle with connecting with people who aren't maybe at Richard Branson's level, but people that we know about that we want to connect with, that often doesn't even cost us a dime. But we can treat it in our minds as if it costs a dime, and we can, in, this, in essence, pay the fee to meet that person, to make that connection, to find out more about that person. That's the millionaire mindset. So it isn't about spending the money. It's about the mindset behind it. The person spending the money.
1: I love that. I'm gonna add to that. Yes, Walt. Yes. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, Walt. It's yes. Daniel, actually. Yes, Dan yes. yes, Dan, yes. Yes, Dan, yes. My big question is to all of you and every millionaire, billionaire, zillionaire, trillionaire, do you believe you are worthy of having it? Abundance in your life. Do you believe the mindset is straight up it? But I'm going to I'm going to guess that the first thing that they did was get themselves in check and realize they know their worth. They know their worth. Mm -hmm. Well, he would express
0: it a little bit differently, I think. But yes, he does definitely know his worth. And the way he would express it is he doesn't contradict being a millionaire. Like if, exactly. if, you, if, you, if you think that your worth is low worth, that contradicts being a millionaire. So he doesn't contradict himself on that.
2: I think that deep down inside,
1: that makes sense.
2: Our, our net worth is exactly what we truly believe it should be. Deep down in our subconscious that we cannot access, I think that's exactly what we're manifesting. It will always be exactly that. Mm-hmm.
1: I had something come up and it was really interesting. I had a conversation with somebody who their credentials are freaking, right. <laughs> and in the past it would have been I would have been so excited about the conversation. Do you know what I'm saying? Like oh my God, I can't even believe I'm gonna to talk to this person. Yada 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 It's different today. Today it's they're just people just like you and I, the amount of money that somebody has in their bank account, if they aren't glorious beings before they get it, they're not going to be afterwards. Mm. The millionaire mindset to me is how many, how many people are you going to show up for too along the way? I love talking about, I love money, money, money is my bud and it's my friend. But one thing I've noticed is the more I get myself in check, the more money I have. And the more money that flows in, it's just shocking to me to see this. Jeffrey says, I have a question. Yeah, bring about a Jeff.
0: This. That's a great question. Bring that question in.
1: says, I have a question about this. Who determines what a millionaire does? I'm a future millionaire, but does that mean I want fast cars and a boat?
2: To each his own. As long as there's enough to go around, which there is, to each his own.
1: Yeah. Totally. You know what i I think that I think that it, that connection and community is where that the millionaire mindset's at. Dan Dan is on point. He's putting himself in the room with the people that he wants. He's raising his standards. This is Tony Robbins right. stuff. I and yeah. I'll say that because I've been doing Tony all week. <laughs> Tony,
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: I what I <laughs> I liked. I happened to love Tony. He had Master Cho on uh, the last. Un, um, Unleash your power. It was awesome. So, raising your standard, raising your standards for yourself
0: first. I I, want to go on a point that Jeffrey raised. It it isn't about the fast car or the boat. And again, I'm going to go point to something that Dan said in the summit. He said that if you look at people who are millionaires, and he even said it a book. I can't remember the title of it, but it's a book that's all about what millionaires in America are like. And the book points out that there are so many millionaires now, it's like it's ridiculous how, how many are appearing on the scene every day. It just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing. And if you look at who they are, they're just everybody else. The what, what Jeffrey's referring to is the idea that I think is in many people's minds that there is a certain thing that millionaires do. And it's, you know, from the advertisements that we've seen and so forth that, you know, the millionaire wants the fast car, the beautiful girl, the boat, and all that kind of stuff. But that's just the advertisement. That's not the reality of what millionaires really are.
2: Millionaires most, are just people most, who live their lives. Most millionaires get the car and return it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, seriously. They get a Lamborghini, and a week, two weeks later, they take it back. They're like, all right, and they take the hit, and they end up getting something more practical. Tom Shadiak, he's he's a director of um, a lot of the Jim Carrey movies and all the Nutty Professors and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. As soon as he got big, he went and bought a $10 million mansion. I think it was less than four months later, sold it. He's been living in a trailer, and he drives his bicycle everywhere. He's just happy. He's content. He loves it. He's not content. He genuinely enjoys it more right. there, and that's beautiful, right there.
1: And that's what you just answered. I to be trusting your to be in trust of your abundance is a hundred percent what what Neo just said. It's what Walt's been saying. And is it about living the happy life you want? It is. If you're making intentional act, if you're, if you are taking intentional action to create the life that you're looking for, uh, uh money wise, if you're taking those steps, that's awesome. But supercharge it with a badass, I, I am a freaking rock star attitude. <laughs> the kind rock of, star. you look in that mirror and go, I rock. I am so awesome and I freaking love me. I'll, I'll tell Joe all the time, oh my God, I love me. Cause <laughs> I did something I love. And he'll be like, well, I'm glad that you just I told like me that, that you love, I'm glad you just told me you love yourself. And I'm like, well, cause I do. Not, not to, not to minimize how much I love him too, but I love sure. me more. Can I cut I here love- real quick? Oh, please do.
2: Cause I want to get on that so much. But first I want to say <laughs> the word rock star. I don't know about you guys, but it does something to me.
1: It It means something.
2: It means way more than just a star or a celebrity or a millionaire. It's something else. I think it's because of, you know, rock and roll and what they, you know, the impact that that's had on the world. So please use that. Second thing I wanted to touch on, I knew for a fact money would be the hardest thing to manifest because it was the hardest thing to see myself having, you know, millions of dollars, billions of dollars. So I went for everything else first. And strategically got all of them. So I'm very, very happy with my life. I I live a life that most would dream. I don't cook. I don't clean. I don't know how to turn on my washer and dryer machine. I don't want to know. I barely drive anywhere. So I went after those little things first. So I encourage everyone to do that. Don't go for the money and then use that to buy a maid and a driver. The other stuff is way more obtainable. It's way more easier to see. And uh last but not least, I love me. I was just talking to this guy from the 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 network of awareness, Um doing a lot of podcasts and almost every day I'm doing another podcast. But this guy is very well connected. Um, good. We're gonna do a, a live stream the 11th of February from 7 to 9 p.m. But he put me onto the episode of one of the first podcasters that talked about the law of attraction. I forget his name, but he was talking about ego, and he heard me say something about ego, and he took me onto the to the episode and it was not like the ego we're talking about. This was the ego you grew up with in high school, a conceited person. Mm -hmm. So the point of what he was saying was you have to have those conceited moments, but do it in private. And so that's when Debbie said, I love me. That is amazing. But what the guy does is he plays video games like I do. And he's extremely cocky in those video games and he gets it out as a therapeutic form of releasing that type of energy to the universe. He gets it He gets it out and that is an amazing, that's I love me times 10. That's I'm excited and I love me. Things are right. great and I love me. And so if you can shout that type of energy from your chest through playing a video game, put a game on for a couple minutes, feel good. I went live today flying the the flight uh this flight simulator i have i i'm really good at it and it just made me feel amazing it made me feel amazing so utilize that you guys take it find what you can do to make you feel amazing and go in private and hype yourself up get in the mirror mm, i'm the man i'm the bomb i'm rich whatever you gotta say say it that's right it feels amazing and you're did- watering a great seed now, the
0: theme that we're on right now goes right back to the question that Jeffrey first raised. He says, who determines what a millionaire does? I think we can pretty much answer that now. Who determines what the millionaire does? The millionaire, the millionaire does. <laughs> it's that simple. So or his if you're going to be the millionaire, what are you going to determine yourself to be as a millionaire? That's the real question. Or his
2: wife, depending on. Or his wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oops. Okay, so I lost the headphones. Here we go. So right. the way that we look at ego, it's it's edging God out, but the way that we look at ego when you're egotistical, that judgment of the judgment of egotistical. When somebody is confident and cocky, we judge that. Why? Because, well, in my case, because I was afraid to be confident. I never wanted to be a cocky confident. But I really don't care at this point because now I just know. And I want other people to see that you, through me, give yourself permission to say, damn, I love me. Jeez, Wow. I showed up for that. I'm so stoked right now. Here's what happens. You lose the need to get this from other people. Cause you start filling up your cup inside and then you can give it away to other people you see. It's, it's this permission we give ourselves to fully embrace who we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the beautiful, the whatever. And if we're filling ourselves up with that, I can then show up and say, here you go, here you go, and here you go. And then because I can do that, I'll then again say, oh, my God, I love me because that just happened. Because I listened to source, because I followed my gut, because I I listened to myself. Oh, my gosh. Funny things happen when you start realizing how much you matter.
2: I think it's a degree of, I think it's jealousy. I mean, am I a cynic to say that?
1: No. Because everyone
2: wants to be happy and confidence. Is is if is everyone wants to feel good and confidence is makes you feel good. So when someone sees you in that confident state and they secretly hate on you, I think it's because they want to be that happy and they're upset that they're not. Mm-hmm. Sure. And well, people express it, it in different ways. I believe the term "douchebag" comes to mind as <laughs> <laughs> one of those ways. But yeah, it's I, and and that right there gives me it, the mind space of why is this person acting like that I really feel bad for him at that point
1: so I love that you're bringing that up because what I've discovered within myself and
2: that was an amazing discovery yeah right <laughs> she discovered herself right off the show I mean, yeah, she, <laughs> she discovered how to disappear <laughs> uh, yo <laughs> we need uh-huh. to talk <laughs> I don't know what they taught you at Thai boot camp, but You know how to disappear. Boom! There it goes. Okay. She learned, oh, to, she learned how to return to one with source. She just right, right. returned to <laughs> infinite possibilities. Oh, that,
0: was that great. is great. That, that was is amazing. Funny. <laughs> Perfect timing. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't have planned that. Not really, no. She's a magician,
2: and she's going to pop back in and just say, ah.
0: Oh, she'll pop, she'll pop back in in a second, I'm sure. Yeah, here she comes. <laughs> that was classic, though, <laughs> absolutely classic. <laughs> that was great, Debbie. We were just loving that. I mean, you were, that. You were right in the middle of your line, and then you popped out. And we said, wow, she just manifested herself right off the show. That's pretty cool. <laughs> the
1: internet just went,
0: Oof.
1: Mm. oh, hell, I don't even know what I was saying
0: now. Oh, that's all right. That's it right. It was good, though. though.
2: It was
1: great. Well, whatever it was, I can tell you all you matter. That's what I know. You matter. You matter. You mm-hmm. matter. When, we,
0: when you, I were, think when you were saying, that's the most you were
2: understated it. statement in everyone's mind on this earth. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how much they matter, and that's something I struggle with um, because I'm I'm this hermit that doesn't leave the house unless he's going to fly. <laughs> Or go to a convention somewhere. Um, but yeah, everyone, please realize you do matter to somebody. And if you got nobody, you, you probably matter to your neighbor, you know, that sees you walk around or it was, you matter to
1: somebody.
0: Well, you matter to us. It, it, boom.
2: All three, it is, right?
1: That's, yeah, that's absolutely right. There's a lot of people out there right now who because of what we've experienced the last couple of years have experienced what we call loneliness. And because I was single for so long, I chose to step into loneliness and turn it into aloneness. And there's a big difference between the two. When I'm lonely, it's because I'm lacking something and I and I don't think I matter and I and I don't think I I don't, you know what I mean? I just feel all alone in the world, and nobody cares about me, and this and that. I go into a real wham, 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 ambulance story to mm-hmm. tell you.
2: hmm Yep. And it's whereas okay. we like being alone. Alone? Because then we get meditative. I, I, my favorite, sorry, family, my favorite time of the day is from midnight till two in the morning. I'm there sorry. Yeah, It's yeah, your I'm loneliness. i sorry, it is. I love it.
1: And your whole...
2: Yeah, it's and that I good. It's, it's that good. I just say it like that. I'm getting Charlie horses on my cheeks because I was smiling <laughs> so much. When you got uh, dropped off.
1: <laughs> you are oh, uh, that seriously. Aloneness, y'all. It's just like there's such a difference feeling to the two different words, and they're both they're both a different vibration. And knowing that you matter is where you you find out you matter in the aloneness state, because the aloneness is an observation state, and aloneness for me is at one moment with source, or whatever your source may be. Maybe I was programmed and a millionaire to feel alive. Um...
0: I was just looking at <laughs> Jeffrey's comment before that. He says it helps to have people in your life that see your worth and believe that you're a millionaire. And the first thought that came to my mind when I read that was, yeah, and the best way to achieve that is to think of them as a millionaire. Cause it's going to mirror right back to you.
2: Fake it till you make it works. <laughs> no, fake it till you make it works. People, yeah. I, you know, um, I've, I've used that in the past as works. I know plenty of rappers and stars and stuff like that, that really were faking it. And they got other people giving them, Millionaire energy. Wow, he's doing good for him. So, wow, is that mm-hmm. his car? And SIO. So it doesn't have to be genuine. It has to feel genuine. It doesn't have to be tangible. Well, well
0: you, you, you can work. I think what you're saying is you can work your way up to it. You, you can work your way to the point where you feel the genuine nature of it, even if you aren't starting from that point. It, it's just a question of continuously going back to it and focusing on it and refocusing on it until you get there. But collective energy. Yeah. Collective
2: energy is a is a great weapon. In oh the yeah! War, in the war against whatever might be, you think might be keeping your dreams away from you, collective energy is. Well, I,
0: I like to think of it as as not the war against, but rather the uh, journey
2: toward. There you go, a positive spin on it. Yeah, I'm still I working mean... on that. <laughs>
1: you know what? I, I was reminded this morning, and it, Deborah Wilson from Taya reminded me this morning when I was on my live that we get to do, we don't have to do. That's true. We get get to not have to. And we get to feels differently than we have to too. We get to show up in this life and just be, you know, the more, the more things that we think that we need, the more, the heavier life can be. And we all need to really think about that. I've, I've had, it all, and I've lost it all, and now I'm rebuilding again and getting more stuff again. But the happiest moments of my life, I didn't have a damn thing, and I felt like a million bucks. It was because you hardest- felt like a,
0: and you felt like a million bucks because why?
1: Because I shifted my perspective and decided to see it that way. I, I exactly. looked at, I, I looked at trees. I looked at. You know, I, I looked at all kinds of things. We talked about this some on on the Summit, Walt, and I sent you a picture afterwards of the things that I would yes. take.
2: Yeah. Best day and of what life.
1: Was, what were they?
2: Best day of life. I'm assuming there were some other trees involved. Well, there was also the shot of the, the beach, the place,
0: the place where you stayed. I mean, that was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that was really something.
1: I stayed at the beach. Yeah. I I could
2: be a beach bum. I could be 100%. You know,
1: suddenly becoming a nomad is a thing. I mean, all these people out there are Mm -hmm. are literally, literally buying RVs and just saying, forget it. I'm taking off and I'm going to just be wherever I'm going to be. They're losing this need for um, these extreme lives. Me, I'm rebuilding right now and I'm loving that it's rebuilding. I'm here to be of service. So whatever that's going to look like, but I'm going to tell you that the happiest moments of your life probably aren't going to be because you're sitting there with, you're not going to remember back when you're on your deathbed. Oh my God. Do you remember that time when that million dollars hit my account? (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that time? Wait, tell me about the 5 million again. We're not, I'm just don't, I've never seen anybody who I've heard a story from people, the, de- the deathbed stories. And not mm-hmm. one of them were about the time, can you remember the time I scored that dude? Mm-hmm. It's about the, the, the people that, that made them feel beautiful. It's about the people that have showed up in their life to, to just because it's about the people. Never I mean, once, because I have I ever seen it be about stuff. I can promise you. So, in the millionaire mindset, in the millionaire mindset, it's my belief that you can have that at any time in your life. And your bank account isn't necessarily conducive to that millionaire that you are. You are a you're worth you're worth an infinity air.
0: Is that <laughs> an a- infinity air. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> or an air. Still, air.
1: Um. He, he, we may do the r v thing Joe saying on Facebook, I fell in love with the, the the oh, I still love the videos you made about the horses. thank you
0: oh, that's cute, that's nice yo, that, see, see, yesterday's guest by the way was it was an r v person she and her partner bought an r v and they're traveling the country right
2: now they're in Florida but I mean Isn't it? Yeah. That exactly what you talked about yeah, I'm seriously considering that yeah, yo. are you really? I am seriously one hundred percent. I have a lot of stuff, and I've been trying to downsize. In between Mm -hmm. moves, I might just have to buy some storage, you know, like public storage. But I am 100% seriously considering that. You know what? There's a lot free to Right now on this show, if they don't renew my lease in July, because I'm renting, I just moved to Florida. If they don't renew my lease in July, I'm going to pack it up, (laughs) ride around. (laughs)
1: Well, you know, it, because we can. That's why. Because anybody and everybody can do anything that they choose to do if they choose to do it. Period. Mm-hmm. Make a decision. Do that thing. Make a How decision. How much does an RV cost a month? Well, it depends on what I've you're def- buying. You buy a $100,000 RV, you know, 800 bucks. But oh, you've got... Shit. But I mean, come on. There's some other factors in there. You know, you've mm-hmm. got gas. That's One. Are you mm-hmm. towing you're, you're going to tow a car. You're going to be some other stuff. But you know, I know that there's YouTubes out there that have all this information. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. You can go in and, and listen, but freedom. Freedom is yeah, the reason. Is. I, there's no
2: price on that. There's no price on that. No, it's there's freedom. no price on how I feel at the beach and what I would give to wake up and be able to step out on the beach any time of the day.
1: Let me tell I mean, you something. I'm not
2: cleaning out that poop, but um, I, I assume <laughs> it's not that hard.
1: I uh, know you just pull it up to a you just pull it up to a dump station and let it go. You know it's not difficult whatsoever. In fact, you know they've gotten pretty good with all that. I I think I think it I think it is definitely a consideration if you're looking to experience complete freedom. Just just to be out there and just. Go where you're going to go, and and I say this because Joe and I have driven twenty thousand miles in less than a year. Damn. Hmm. We've done You've some been on the serious, road there, girl. We have done serious serious traveling, and we're getting ready to go to Washington. So, um, so I can see Dalia. Uh-huh. But, but it's but it's the freedom of of it's the journey. It's have you ever? just driven practically around the United States, just like, just cause I, I mean, actually I have,
0: know. it's a, it's a, it's one the
1: country. Let me tell you. Just because. <laughs> Look, at, it is the prettiest freaking place, man. Oh my God. Like we'd come up over a, a, a horizon somewhere out of the mountains and just, poof, just beautiful sky. And it's amazing. And it's like, Oh gosh. And for the places that do actually have peeps, guess what? They're completely awesome. We have so many cool people in this country. It's uh-huh. nuts. It's uh-huh. absolutely crazy. We have th- this world that we live in is precious and it's ginormous and it's ready for you to embrace it. Every single thing I've ever done that got me to this place right now had to do with appreciating the very, the very planet we live on, period. Just. Oh, I don't care what it is, a butterfly, a tree, a flower, roses. I don't care what and kind of... And the people,
0: song. too. I mean, because you made reference to the people as well. They, people. The, the, the people here are are terrific. I mean, I'm sure the, the people are terrific elsewhere in other countries as well. But I just know from what I know about people here, the people here are terrific. You know what the real challenge is? Recognizing hmm. that they're terrific. You got to recognize that they're terrific first. Yeah, Mm-hmm. You have to you say that
2: terrificness into your future. That's right. Yeah. Cause well, if you walk you're around to, thinking, you're to see it, a piece see of crap, it. then you're going to manifest more pieces of crap.
1: Totally. Exactly. Well, okay. So the next person that cuts you off, imagine instead of saying you asshole, why'd you, you know, in the car, rah, 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 say to yourself, I hate it when I do that too.
0: <laughs> that's nice. I like that. <laughs> Oof.
1: I hate it when I do that too. <laughs> okay. I know that. I, I Yeah, I, I've done this because the very person you're judging, you're judging it because you know, you've done it and you didn't want to own it. So now you're supposed to own it. And if you just start owning it, everything shifts and changes. And those people that you meet when you're walking down the street, they're the people that you meet each day. The people in your neighborhood, anybody <laughs> ever watched Sesame street? Seriously. The people in your neighborhood are actually really incredible people and you'd be amazed um what a simple smile can do to even the hardest person and if you see somebody who's just a complete jerk can you just please imagine How well i mean is... Wait, think must might... it. oh i want to tell you oh no Let me t- i'm going to share I'm... so no i've got one and i'm going to give it to you blunt this weekend i was, this last weekend i was out we, joe and i were out we were we were having dinner Somebody he knows from somewhere else walks by. Hmm. Then, the, then, then the boyfriend comes over, introduces himself, says hi. Now, I should mention that these people are ten sheets to the wind. Not to talk about them, but the <laughs> fact of the matter is, it's part of the story. So, I'm judging that. I'm like already about that. <clears throat> I'm just, like, and I'm thinking, you know. So, this person sits down obnoxiously. Is my observation. Okay. And I was just like thinking to myself, okay, I, there's a good reason I don't live in that world anymore. Thank you.
0: <laughs> the yeah.
1: I'd yeah. so be instant gratitude going. Thank you. I'm not that. And thank you. I don't <laughs> do that. But here's the fact. Can you imagine how much pain these people are in? Can you imagine the pain that they must be in? And I was sitting there, and and though mm-hmm. though my ego, my human wanted to judge it, my heart went. Wow. I I I have to just, I, I just have to say that that hurts so bad to see another human hurting so bad. It, it was like my heart could just feel it. That's how that you, that's how that you will meet people along the way on your road and see the best in them. Because you're going to choose to look for it or imagine, look, if you're judging where they, where they are, like I was, because I was full of judging, promise you. That, well, it's true, Yeah. you know, but, and I wanted to hand them a a card to ATS to recovery treatment center, seriously, Uh for real. Mm -hmm. But Joe, make sure sure you
2: forward this, this uh, episode.
1: (laughs) Hot diggity. Hey, it's nothing I want, you know, the thing is though. Cause we didn't say any names. We're not calling anybody out. The thing about it is that, is that, um, there's, I, you can tap in to your most compassionate space with other human beings. And remember, you are not walking here unless that you are so saintly that you literally don't even, you don't, you're like, you don't stink. Like you're good. I don't know anybody like that. I think we're all humans. So if just that compassionate heart. And they're all over the the United States. We've been traveling, and I've met these people. Besides the thing that happened this weekend. And you guys, if you don't think I was pushed (laughs) and stretched. (laughs)
2: Debbie Debbie almost said, she almost, I don't know if y'all caught that. She almost said, there's nothing I wouldn't say to (laughs) their
1: <laughs> it wasn't that I would say that. She wouldn't
2: The, the sentence started, and she said, "No, it's all about positivity." Well, love. but okay. So
1: let's get real. I would say that shit straight up. I love it. Like you, I, some, like, you and I both know. Time. You know what I would say? You and I both know you need some help. Go. And I've got some places for you to go to get that. And you know <laughs> how I know that you need some help because I was that person who needed the help. Yes. Okay, there. that's why. That's how come I can see that pain. So, yeah, for sure, you know, the worst thing we can do is, li- is do is lie to other people. But you don't do it when they're wasted because otherwise it's going to be a blowout. And you don't want to have a blowout, so just keep your mouth shut. And my dogs agree, apparently.
0: Well, I, th- I think we just, you know, put the seal on it. There it is right there. Um, one thing I do want to uh, mention, too, to kind of add into this, uh, even though we're a little bit over time, is that I, I, I'm i thinking about what you learn in Taya, in, in a Thai boot camp situation that, because it's one of the things they talk about when you encounter somebody who is living in a way that you don't like or is doing something that you don't like or, you know, some sort of behavior pattern that, that just doesn't resonate with you and really rubs you the wrong way. They like to remind you that, you know, that person is living the life that they're on. That's their path. And it's a great way to just kind of let go of. Well, okay, then it's not up to me. It's, that's up to them. It's up to them to resolve that the way they're going to resolve it. The best thing I can do for them is to send them love and wish them well, and just yes. let them continue to just do the thing that they're doing
1: in their time. In their time. I yeah. totally agree. Just stay out my face.
2: <laughs> yep. leave I that love stuff that over
1: there. <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. Just like psh, no. I'm just, no, I'm not kidding. I'm actually really serious. Stay out of my face. So just... (laughs) Can I throw something in there before you wrap up, Walt? Absolutely. Uh,
2: I know you got your ass kicked with that summit, but you did a great job, brother.
0: Oh, thank you.
2: Big big time. I I picture you like the Rocky fight where he was fighting the Russian. It was bigger, (laughs) it was badder, and it threw a lot of damn punches, Uh, but you ate it and won in the end, brother, so... I, I appreciate more. that. I, I'm actually Please. very pleased with
0: the summit itself. Yeah. I mean, the feedback I got from everybody who was there was just yeah. stellar. Absolutely stellar. Yeah. So, I mean, I learned a lot about what I want to do with the next one that I'm going to do. And I learned a lot about what I did well. And I learned a lot about how great it is to have a team working with you. And I had a great team. You guys were part of that team. Yeah. So got I got to toss right back to you. Thank you very much for being part of the team. All day, great.
2: every day, baby. All day, every day. When's the next one?
0: Uh, don't know the dates yet. I, I can't you? even tell you what the topic is, although I think I know which way I'm leaning. But are I've you going to something?
2: Like, monthly every six months, or monthly? What do you have in mind? I, not,
0: I don't have it figured out like that yet. For me, okay. it's like right. I got to find when I do the next one. And when I find that out, then I'll have a better idea of what the frequency is.
2: Nice. Well, yeah. it, that was a good know. answer.
0: But but what I, what I, one of the things that I learned from one of our speakers, actually from two of them, from uh, Disha Wadap and from Kelly Coulter, is I'm going to pay a lot more attention to the audience, so to speak. And I'm going to find out from them what the next summit's going to be about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the that, best take- takeaways I had from my own summit. If you ever want to sit back and pick my brain about all the summits I've done and what I've learned, I could definitely save you 12 months. of learning lessons.
1: (laughs) I think we need to to do that with Neo, for sure.
0: Deal. Yeah. I'll take you up on that one. No doubt about that. I'm here, brother. Hey, this is great. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, podcast listeners everywhere. We'll see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.